All right, welcome, welcome, and um, so I'm going to do a quick recap because I was told that there are some people that are here today that were not with us last time, and anyway, it's good to uh, do a little recap. So we're discussing why Miriam was called Miriam, that's you know perhaps the topic of the thing, it's a strange name to have, Miriam from a language of mar, of bitter, um, and uh, we explained that the bitterness was that Miriam, with her birth, began the real uh, affliction that the Jewish people suffered in Mitzrayim. There were three stages we went through in Egypt. One was just uh, exile. That was even before Egypt. Then there was the enslavement uh, in Egypt, which uh, started after the passing of Levi, the last of the sons of Yaakov. And then, uh, all the way from then until the birth of Miriam, um, there was the enslavement. Then with her birth began the affliction, and that's why she was called Miriam from the language of Mar. So we're trying to understand what kind of a, ling- what kind of a name is this for, for a girl. Seems very um, dark, a dark name. Yeah. Um, so uh, that, that's question number one. Question number two is we pointed out that in this week's Parsha, actually, Miriam is called Miriam Hanivia Achos Aaron, right? When, when uh, Miriam leads the women out to song um, after Moshe did so with the men. So she described as Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron. Why is she called the sister of Aaron? Is she not also the sister of Moshe? Anyone remember the answer to that? <laughs> because at this time Moshe had not yet been born and so this is pre-birth of Moshe Rabbeinu and what was her prophecy about? her prophecy was that she was the harbinger of the arrival of Moshe Rabbeinu the savior of the Jewish people and the Midrash describes very clearly that this was her prophecy to the point that when the prophecy seemed to be going well and he was born and he Everyone saw that he was good, which means the house was filled with light. So her father said, you know, good job on, uh, on your prophecy, you did well. And then when they were having to send him down the river, so then he criticized her and said, where's your prophecy now? So we clearly see that this prophecy is uniquely attributed to Miriam. And uh, the question is, why? why? Why was it? that she got the prophecy, and also why is the prophecy so uniquely custom-tailored to her that, you know, if it backfires or, or what may be, that uh, kind of speaks to her. Um, so, then to, connected to that, we asked a whole bunch of other questions. Why, are, why if someone wants to find a wife, why do they find one by the well? Um, what was the schar of the Nashim Tzedkanius in Mitzrayim? Um, and why was the well that traveled with us in the desert specifically in the merit of Miriam Hanavia? Okay, so so we said a principle. The principle is uh, important thing to know that uh, obviously Miriam comes from a language of bitterness. There's a bitter substance in the human body called bile, which in Hebrew is is mara. Right and bile. So Hazal say the old disease comes from bile. Um, 
two questions. Number one seems a little bit extreme. There's lots of different diseases happening in the human body, and maybe bile is so bad, but it shouldn't be the cause for all diseases. And second question is that um, why would Hashem put bile into the human body if it's such a terrible thing? Right? So the answer that we spoke out last week, the last time we met, was that, no, it doesn't mean that the bile itself is so terrible. Bile is, is something that its job is to decay, to, to break apart. We use bile to digest foods. Bile helps break down fats. But the point is that bile embodies the power of decay, of breaking apart. And that really is the source of all disease. If, there, if the body would be totally static, if it would be unchanging, there would be no turnover of cells, there would be no breakdown, there would be nothing like that happening, then there would be no reason that anything should go wrong. Uh, it, it's this constant genesis and decay that the body is going through, that's what causes all the disease. So we're saying that Miriam now represents this power of bitterness, and it's not... I wasn't giving you notice. Okay. Anyway, so continuing. Um, we spoke of, oh, this is probably why some of the ladies ran out because they were reminded of an interesting Gemara that we mentioned that about the, the, the most bitter thing in life. Yeah. Um, so, right, so bitterness in the ultimate sense represents death. I mean, death is, is a very bitter thing, right? So it means the breakdown and the decay of things. Okay, so now we want to discuss what was the role of Miriam in the salvation of the Jewish people and bringing it back ultimately to the well and to water and all that good stuff. Um, the, the Chazal point out that it's very strange that Moshe Rabbeinu was specifically raised in the house of Paro. You would think anywhere else, but in the house of Paro, that's very... Um, ironic that Batya, the daughter of Paro, brought this little baby into the palace and ultimately through him is going to be the downfall of Paro. So actually it's not ironic at all, that's the expected modus operandi. Uh, Mashiach is described as sitting in the gates of Rome, in Rome the capital of, uh, of the exile that we're currently in, 
So, so right there in, 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 in the heart of it, and the reason is because what it's saying is that with the downfall of Paro, is going to rise Moshe Rabbeinu. So you, you, you need to first debunk Paro before Moshe Rabbeinu is going to rise. You need to first, you know, have the downfall of Rome before Mashiach will rise. So it's, it's like a replacement. Uh, you know, the, once this one's gone, then, then the next one comes. And it's something we can all understand ourselves. Before I'm ready to accept a new, a new hashkafa sachaim, a new, a new outlook on life, a new approach, a new attitude, I have to first deal with my old attitude, right? That's why, for example, during a tshuva, right? Before we really take on who I'm going to be, my New Year's resolutions, and everything else, which we do on Yom Kippur, first we we have to go through ten days of cleaning out, removing all of our preconceived notions, all of our ideas, all of our, all of our, um, um, that are ruling our lives right now, once we've removed those, then we're ready to take on the, the, to bring in the new outlook, right? Before you can install the new software, you should first delete the old software, then you can install the new software. So, then it turns out that the power of Miriam was the forerunner to the coming of Moshe Rabbeinu, who is Mashiach, because Miriam was helping the Jewish people do exactly that. Miriam represented that concept. The, the affliction that we we're going through in Mitzrayim, the suffering, the, the marus, the bitterness that we we're going through in Mitzrayim, that was really meant to help us shed a shell, uh, a facade, of you know, a, a way that we related to life, which is one of what had been when you live in Egypt. We can't even imagine what it's like to live in Egypt, but it's literally besides the fact that the weather is always so nice, right? So, Chicagoans already can't imagine that. <laughs> but but besides that, it, it was a society built entirely on on hedonistic uh, pleasure and 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 indulgence in the physical world. That's what that's what Mitzrayim is. The, the weather and, and the river and the water. Water always represents taiva. Always represents physical indulgence. You know, it's a, what's the modern day equivalent of it? A spa, right? You go. That's like a place where you just nothing but enjoyment, right? So it's a water. That's a, that's a, that's a, represents taiva. So. That when you're living in Mitzrayim, before you can go to the Midbar, to the desert, go to Har Sinai and receive the Torah, first you have to go through a process, a painful process, of realizing that it's not about the physical world. It's not about the taivas I can have here. It's not about how much I can indulge, how much I can enjoy and lay out on the beach in the sun in, in Egypt and and, uh, you know, eat grapes or whatever it is that they were doing. So the life in Mitzrayim had to turn very bitter when a person, you know, a classic example is when a person um, gets sick in some way, then all of a sudden you realize how little, you know, the, the physical world carries uh, of, you know, in the sense of people have all this delicious food and everything. If a person has a, you know, has a stomach problems or, or, or whatever it may be, so they can't even look at this stuff. 
So it, it, it just turns. Oh, so what is it already? Like what? What this is? This is what it's about. Uh, I'm not interested in this. That's that's an attitude the council had to reach, had to throw off the the shackles of Paro, who is the embodiment of of the Egyptian culture, of the Egyptian way of life, of physical indulgence before we could bring on the the the, the, the correct hashkafas towards spirituality and how to tr- relate physicality to physicality as well so that's why miriam is the come is, she's the first one like we spoke out i believe last time we discussed remind me if, if we didn't and we'll go into a little bit more we had three ongoing miracles happening to us while we were in the desert the falling of the mon the clouds of glory and the well that was traveling with us, right? And that was in the merit of Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. In the merit of Moshe, we had the Mon. In the merit of Aaron, we had the clouds. And in the merit of Miriam, we had the well. So those represent uh, the three pillars that the world stands on. Torah, Avoda, and Gmilus Chasadim. Torah, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. Avoda is Aaron HaKohen. He's the one that does the, the divine service in the temple. And Gmilus Chasadim, that's Miriam. Miriam is the person that's involved in the, in the physical world. She was, oh, her, her, she's referred to in the Chumash as Pua, right? She would go and she would, you know, coo, coo to the little newborn babies and she would make them feel good and the mothers. That's the, that's an unbelievable act of kindness of when you go and you make the mother happy and you make the baby pretty and, and nice. Mavakar Cholim. That's the correct attitude to the physical world. The physical world is meant to be used to do acts of kindness, to be a giver, not to be a taker. That was that was the that was the revolution that, that Miriam was coming to make. And um, so it's so indeed it turns out that Miriam is a beautiful name. Miriam is a name. The the, the bitterness or the the bile or the you know the, whatever is gonna that's gonna decay and, and destroy the previous worldview that's really the step number one in uh in in spirituality step number one in spirituality is learning how to relate to physicality knowing how to how to harness the power of the physical world and that's the power of a woman the power of a woman is a person who knows how to deal with the physical world and knows and knows how to make good out of it and knows how to Use it correctly. That's why a person who wants to find a wife should go by a well. Because a well is obviously a, a, a source of water. And a woman is someone who knows how to draw out that water. She knows how to use that water. She knows how to utilize it properly. That's obviously... There's two parts to all of Vodas Hashem. Sur stay away from good and uh, stay away from bad and do good, right? Now, Sur primarily it deals with uh, knowing how to not fall into the traps of indulgence in the physical world, knowing how to channel that and take it and direct it properly. That that's the asetov. When you manage to ch- to already do something with that asetov, step number one is not falling into the trap knowing how to control it, knowing how to take charge of it, and then you can go and you can do something great with it. 
the Vilna Gon writes that these two, Sur Meira and Asay Tov, stay away from bad and do good, more or less divide that primarily the women represent Sur Meira and the men primarily represent the Asay Tov. If you take a look at most of the mitzvahs that are mitzvahs Asay Shazman Grama, positive mitzvahs, which constantly, you know, the, the time brings about, whether it be tefillin or, or other mitzvahs, where they're exempt from. But the, the main expectation of women is to take control, to take charge of the physical world, that the family shouldn't fall, fall prey to the, to the um, uh, seductions of this world. That's why it was in the merit of the Noshim Tzidkanius, the, the righteous women in Mitzrayim, that we were saved. What did they do? Is they knew how to tolerate you know, the, 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 the difficulties, the challenges, um, and, and persevere and deal with the physical world you know, in, in, all of its, in all of its facets. Men, the men were kind of uh, crumbling. Men, men are high performers, but uh, not... They don't have they don't have that staying power the the, the way the women do right With that that's why women are people just like Miriam is the alter, you know, the the woman the the um, protag- female protagonist the Nivea, right so she teaches us about morals about bitterness about how to relate to the bitterness of this world how to accept it and change it around and rechannel it in a positive way that's why women can tolerate pain so much more, as was mentioned last time, whether it be birth pain or, or whatever else, because uh, the w- women know how to deal with the physical world. Um, the finally, I want to leave you off with Shemi Shmuel, that he says that Miriam represented the physical world, and uh, just like just like a person has a body, and a and a spirit, and an intellect, and and each one of those has to has to be dealt with. The 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 intellect, the mind, is through pure thoughts. The spirit through beautiful speech, and the body through acts of kindness, so that was Aaron, that was Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. Miriam represented the rectification of the, of the acts of kindness, and um, a, just a, a, a Midrash plea, an unbelievable Midrash, which, of course, has in it unbelievable depths that we're not going to be able to understand right now, but just to hear the words and to understand the power of what's going on over here, the Midrash Yalkut, uh, Yalkut Chodesh says that uh, on this week's Parsha, that it says Miriam took, Miriam and Levi took the taf, a taf is a drum, she took a drum in her hand and she went out with the women after her who took drums and machlos and uh, timbrels. Okay, so the Midrash says that the Jewish people were for 400 years in exile. Now, the 400, the number 400 is a scary number. 400 
is the numerical value of the letter Tav, which represents death, like Mavis, right? Um, and Tav, 400, is the number of soldiers that Esav brought with him to attack Yaakov. The Midrash over here says that there are two female demons or two female powers that are evil evil powers that are described as being feminine which obviously is going to be that they are predominantly involved in involvements in the physicality of this world in the seductions and licentiousness of this world and they are called Machlas and Lilith. Usually people try to not pronounce these names, but uh, just for the purposes of teaching, right? So these are, there's a, there's a male counterpart to, to these forces of, of darkness, um, but the female forces are these. Oh, so the, so the Midrash points out that Esav, what does it mean that he came with 400 men? He came with the full power of this, of these kshafim, of these evil forces of, of, of darkness, or specifically the female ones. And where did he tap into this power? He tapped into it because he married Machlas, right? That was a, I mean, that was a physical person, of course, right? But, but she was not named that by coincidence. She was... Uh, very much to do with this, um, with the, with this power. So he so he inherited he get he got from that marriage these four hundred powers of um, of the powers of darkness that are specifically female in nature means to say that they're drawn from physicality. And Midrash points out that that's why Noshim is the numerical value 400, to allude to these, to lead to, to lead these two women, these, uh, this Machlas and Lilith, are these two female powers, and that's what Miriam did, is what did she do? She went and she took this power that potentially drags people into the physical world, never to come out and never to see the light of spirituality again, she took them and she turned it around, and she used it for good. What does that mean? Miriam Posak says, Vlaka Miriam Taf. Taf is numerical value 480, which is the numerical value of Lilith. She took this power of Lilith and she turned it into a song to Hashem. And who went with her? The Noshim, the other women went and they took Machlos, spelled Machlas, like the other name. They took the other, so she took the Taf, which is Lilith, and they took Machlas. And they used that to sing praise to Hashem. Which means, we do not believe, we are not meditating monks, we are not aesthetics, we are not people that believe that the physical world is evil. But we are people who believe that the physical world is challenging how we're going to use it? Are we going to use it for good? Or are we going to use it for bad? Are we going to get caught up in the physicalities of this world and trapped in it? And it's going to end up being these powers of nashim, of, of, of forces of tuma, of spiritual impurity, 
which lock a person away from their ability to connect to spirituality? Or are we going to know how to break away, take control of it, channel it, and dedicate it towards doing acts of kindness of the way that Miriam did, and that will be the harbinger, Bezos Hashem, of the coming of Mashiach. Any questions? Does Lilith have something to do with Chava? I think there's like something in Christianity about it. Leave it to, to Mrs. Chava to ask that question. <laughs> yes, the, the, it does have to do with it. Um, that was obviously, you know, the some of those activities that were happening over there um, had to do with the misusage of nighttime Lilith has to do with nighttime, nighttime feminine seduction acts which ended up being bad for people. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I think that question closed the curtain. <laughs> okay, very good.